a lot of rappers that happen to be women are debating on the use of that term, female rapper or femc or fem female MC. They feel as if, why can't they just be labeled a rapper? And I just want to get people's insight on how do you guys feel about that term? Do you have a preference when it comes to listening to women who rap? Do you even think about that before you turn on their music? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like female rapper is just kind of, it has like a negative connotation. People's expectation when they hear, oh, you know, the word, the term female rapper, oh, she's not that good. Or she's good for a female rapper. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they already have their expectations low. So if she's decent or she's open, it's, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying? Because they're expecting her to not really do shit. I look more into, like, what I'm going to get out of the lyrics. Like, if I'm in a ratchet mood, I'm going to put on some <laughs> ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if I want to hear, like, the right pronoun, right. then I'm specifically going to turn on a female rap. Right. So everything that comes with the term female, it's kind of like an angry woman attached to it. I re I like MC more than I like. Yeah. yeah. Female. I like to be is... female just sounds so a dog could be female. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Female MC just sounds like you're describing like... an animal. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like you're talking about a human. I prefer a MC. Yeah, a woman, like a person. Yeah. Type thing, MC. You think oh, she's female. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a little bit more. I just, well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, obviously, you don't agree. <laughs> That's why we have this open dialogue. That's okay. I get what you guys are saying. You don't like the term female because of the negative things that are attached to females, but I think the problem is the negative connotations or negative things that are attached to the word female, not the actual word right. female. Yeah, when I think female, I don't think about all that negative stuff. I'm just thinking about like gender. Like mm -hmm. from a gender standpoint, you are a female and you happen to rap. So are you not a female rapper if you are a female that raps? But that's just me being literal about yeah. the term. Yeah. Oh, she really got bars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but everybody, every female that rap don't get bars though. That's true. Every rapper, rapper. Don't rapper. Rapper. Right. Rapper. Rapper. Right. true, but and they call true. Them MCs. But they don't call them all MCs. No, everybody don't get that MC label. I don't think so. I mean, right? Because MC is a that's a that's a special term. Like that's the you know it, it's anything from masters of ceremony, master of ceremony to mic control. First point, I like FMC. That's beautiful, but it's new. So part of what we're struggling about is that we're we we didn't come we we didn't come into the game in our own lane. We came into it trying to compete with men, and we will always fail at that. That's why it's. So I understand the respect part. But instead of saying yeah. that it's disrespectful to call a woman that raps a female rapper, I think we should just put the respect back into being a female, being a woman. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind rapper. of a plus to be a rapper. Being a black man is not very, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. You can't go yeah. into spaces, no matter how professional you are, because you are a black man. Whereas being a woman, automatically a lot of those negative stereotypes are eliminated and you're able to take your music into different areas and different worlds and realms and households that you wouldn't other like as a man you wouldn't be able to get into you're able to yeah because it, the woman can flow she exactly. has a you know what i mean vibe yeah. with it different your story different and mm -hmm. that's one thing that's really important about hip-hop period is the story that you're telling in a world right. where 
especially when we talk about misogyny and hip hop and men being dominant, we only get one side of the story. But being a woman mm -hmm. telling your side of the story is just as important because it creates a fuller picture. I think I became aware of hip hop circa 84, 85. And at that time, there was no, there was no struggle with if it's a woman or if it's a man. It just, you just went. You just did your thing. And if you were good, you, you, you got the praise. And if you weren't good, then you would know about that. I just got kind of that vibe from just watching the, the Roxanne movie. Um, it seemed as if as she was growing up or whether she was getting her, you know, getting her stripes in battle rap, period. It was just kind of they respected the fact that she could flow. She was a dope battle rapper and they respected that. Right. And I think that's right. probably something as of right now that's that's missing mm -hmm. when it comes to women. Mm -hmm. That respect for lyricism because but just to play devil's advocate real quick, man, you do have somebody who has dope lyrics. Just for example, Remy and Nikki, they'll put out a good song with some good lyrics. What's the first thing people say? Oh, Capoose wrote that. Mm -hmm. Oh, Safari. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, because even, that was true. Mm -hmm. Even when they do Oh, you think that's true? Mm -hmm. But even when they you do come at you with the with the poof and the dope lyrics, they attribute that to a man. Oh, some some male in her camp mm -hmm. broke that. Song. Look at Nikki's career minus Safari. It's been just as but, an example. But oh. the, no, you're right. No, you're right. But in, in, in defense of that, she was in love with him. And I think as women, like we know, sometimes we can love a man so hard that they can become our muse. And that's that's with men too. Let's let's go back to what was what was said about who writes what. So men do that too. We can't take that personally. Like if he really did write it, then give him his credit. But if you wrote it, know that you wrote it. That's it. Did uh, the flow assist say? Remember, she was like, there'll be a, cir a circle of women and we would be aligning chakras and meditating, bad vibe vaccinating, evil energy eliminating, as well as, as well as debating on how to raise the children and love the men. That is our work. So we have to use our power as it is and not try to make it something else because we're like that's the our, that's our only issue in my observation that we don't walk around like i got this because i'm mama because so many of us are playing papa that me and they get to have the opportunity where they can just yeah yeah and they well you know what men are objective and we're subjective so men are like i'm tired i'm gonna sit down right women are like i i know but if i sit down what will i look like i know but this and that like you know what i mean you can you can take some of that if you're tired you can tell the you can tell the babies to to make a sandwich and you can sit it but down you know what i mean we, you tell them to get a bowl of cereal and work it out be there and i think that that takes a toll on on their creativity when it does come to rhyming and being a rapper. Lyricism and taking that time to be creative, especially yes. when you're not in the right headspace, that can be very draining. Yes. It can take a lot yes. to do. And for women, like, true. You have, sometimes you have to take a step back. And I think that also contributes to why like some of the lyricism just for women is not always where it needs to be. Because the young mm -hmm. girls that necessarily don't have the flow have the time and the ability and yeah that's true isn't that the same chick that was cute enough while you was at work and taking care of the kids that's the same chick that was in your man's face uh, yeah. and, she young, exactly. and she basic you know what i mean that kind of goes into <laughs> like with women like one i think women naturally have like 
kind of tension towards each other. It's not perfect. It's not right. But it does happen. It's just, yeah, and it's like, you're like... I'm the queen. This is my space, and I feel like teetering a little too close to my that well it's that's appropriate every queen should have her space and if we and let's ha- check this out if we're committed to sisterhood there really shouldn't be any struggle with it right you know what i mean like every, every queen if i come to your house queens any of you any of you if i come to your house i'm a way for you to tell me i can put some stuff down i'm a way for you to tell me where the bathroom I'm not is going to, your for you to tell me <laughs> yeah i'm no. not and I'm not going to try to cook and I'm not going to serve your man. I'm not going to do none of that because I want you to know that I respect you as you, you know, as, as who you are. Yes. So, and, and so what happens is a lot of times we don't, we don't come in with that kind of respect. We don't look out for each other. We're not taking care. And so it shows up now, check this out. Men don't have this problem. Nope. Men will think, think about this. And that's why I go back to the battle, right? This idea of the battle, just because men battle rap doesn't mean that women have to battle because we don't do well when we battle. Meanwhile, men do really well when they battle. If you think about a man, um, two men getting into it, they could fight today and be cool having a drink tonight. Both of them got black eyes. You know, if women fight, it's over. I'm a have to tell you got to die, queen. What are you talking about? What do you got? Yes, I still respect you, but you scratch my face. I'm a have to. So that's not really our lane. But men deal with that. Have you ever seen? I don't know where you're from. You know, on the West Coast, they had this thing called um, slap boxing. I know a brother from New York. Okay, men do that. Women don't play with that. Men do that just for fun. (laughs) Cut each other out for fun. And I think that's kind of you think. With that being said, do you think I hate to bring it up? I really didn't want to talk about it, but it <laughs> oh Nikki, Remy, my beef battle. Like I took that honestly as kind of like the 2017 version of the Roxanne Rewards. Like yeah, I, that's all, I think that was business. I think that was all business and it helped to get Remy back into a certain space to make sure she because you know she was a little rougher around the edges and that provided that that's all business and that's another thing we got to look at. That's business like Roxanne talked about the real Roxanne and how they played all of that whole thing. So remember, we another part of what we're dealing with is business and how they like that beef. They like to cook that beef. And and so they tried to bring that. I think that was business. I've heard that perspective before, and I could see it. I heard that you know Remy got a check for this and Nikki or whatever. But outside of the business, just that women were able to kind of have that that I'm gonna let this happen and get over it mentality, like men. Like if they were able to go back and forth and have that battle, I think that would have been good for female. Like. The Drake and Meek situation, like they was beefing, going crazy at each other. Well, not really Meek, but well, because <laughs> Meek Mills got jumbled by by all cases. Yeah, he kept he talking about it though on some female shit. But you know, <laughs> Drake was able to be like, you know, okay, it ain't worth it. I'm gonna just you slap know, you on your hand real quick. Just you know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna give you your licks, and then we're cool. Because now he's running around hollering. Free meat and free meat. You don't hear Nikki or Remy saying anything to each other. Nothing. They still throw shots though. Right. Because you can't let it go. All they're doing is throwing shade. Like, where, come on. Both of y'all had y'all words. Y'all made y'all records. I'm just a fan of beef. They both got bars, different styles, but bars. That could have led to a great tour. 
nice little promotion, some marketing. Mm-hmm. And if other women would have got into it, um, mm-hmm. they call her Meek Mill's sister, but Faith, her name is Faith. Mm-hmm. She raps and she got into it and she had a little response for Nikki. And I thought that was dope. If we could have just, history would have recreated itself like the Roxanne was, I think it could have led to a resurgence, so to speak, of uh, lyrical, lyrical female rappers because everybody can't better up. We're in the era of the stripper rap. You're in that proximity of the people that's making real actual moves. So it's easier, so to speak, get into the rap game when you strip. I think that stripping is to stripping is to female rap what selling drugs is to male rappers. Is it true that they have to do that? Because now we're in the era of social media. You can let the world know who you are and show your work and for free. But if somebody gonna look at what you're posting is the thing. Like that's, yeah, that's really what it is. It's no guarantee, but at the same time, longevity and respect, you got to pay your dues. Your dues is, you know, going to the studio, putting out mixtapes. If you want that longevity, if you're really serious about what you're doing, mm-hmm. it's easy to, you know, listen to your music for free, but who going to buy it? Mm-hmm. Is anybody buying music right now? People are making music anymore either. Like think, real music? I don't think what's out today is music. It's not as mm-hmm. much effort. No, yeah. Like, people are not playing instruments anymore. Producers are no. not producing. They, they, like, they, there's a difference between a producer and a beat maker. Mm-hmm. Songs are like two. Right. Kinda, That's know? true. What's that Gucci Gang song? Mumble, mumble, mumble. I think you're going to say 50 songs. Somebody did a count on it. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, It's so, it's repetitive. That's that's the only part that irritate me about now. Don't get me wrong. Some of the new music now is good. I give it that. But some of it is like, it's like, Right, it's like okay, you're cool, you're good, and then the next minute you're like, okay, you're giving me a headache because what are you doing? <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think it's all a ploy to make us dumb and stupid. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. You know what I mean? But that's that. Like that's why I say like she write better than your man's though, because yeah. you bad in this music, you glorifying these artists that can't spit for shit. Yeah, it, it's like so many women in this world with straight. It's also not about the craft anymore either. It used to be about the craft. Like, for example, this idea of quote unquote biting. It used to not be cool at all for you to use somebody else's beat. You had to stay creative. You had to you had to use your own stuff. And I don't I don't mind. I've heard some good stuff that was already done and it was good and it was updated or whatever but there was a time when you didn't do that once you had a beat that was your beat that's that's why if you remember um ice cube jacking for beats that's what he was talking about because that was a time when it was starting to degrade and even and i have to say yeah you know and that's that's when it was starting to degrade and i have to say as much as i appreciate and wa that whole time blah 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 that was a major movement in the degradation right there because that was when you first started hearing, you know, profanity. And, you know, of course we, we've gotten used to all that and we embrace it all. And it's good, but there was a time when you could tell a good story and there was no, there was no cussing again because everybody was focused on their craft. They were focused on making. And then another thing I wanted to make sure I mentioned tonight is that there was a time when in terms of hip hop that in, and it's at its best, Every MC out there, everybody in the game was trying to make sure you heard them and everybody had their own style. So that has also been narrowed down 
as well. Everybody had a sound. As soon as you heard them, you knew what it was. And, and it wasn't this kind of amalgamation of everybody sound the same. So it's not about the craft anymore. Like if the greatest, the greatest male MC, Rakim, hands down. The reason why is because everything he was talking about, he wasn't really battling. He was talking about how good he was with writing his rhymes how good he was, how nice he was. That's it. That's all. That's the only kind of conversation. I'm good. And I'm better than you with these words. And if you really want to get with me, you're going to have to write better. You're going to have to come with your DJs got to come with better beats. Diversity, I suppose, in hip hop when it comes to women. As of right now, it's just like a cookie cutter image. Yeah. One, women, we dress for other women. Like yeah, like, talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and then two, men are creating the norms of what's beautiful, what's acceptable, what this should look like, what X, Y, Z should look like. So, you know, that's why it's important to have this conversation like that to to deconstruct those ideas and be like, okay, I'm in charge of my image. I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm doing this my own way. If you like it, we're your cute. Thanks. If you don't, okay, bye, bitch. Right. And I'm on still be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Men, men are essentially the handlers, you know what I mean? Like, have you had a cupcake? Yes. I love her because I feel like she pretty much represents what exactly what you just said. Like, like her and I, she's real raunchy, pretty. Take like, it or leave it. Explicit. But well, like, she can flow. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and she's very, like, uh, body positive. You know what I mean? She's not a small, she's not like super big, but she's not small, but she doesn't let that determine how she dresses. She's just going to wear whatever she wants and she doesn't give a shit about it. That goes back to the lane. That's that's knowing, you know, what why are you doing anything that you're doing? Everything has to have some type of reasoning. Everything. And then you you hold on to that no matter what somebody else might be asking of you, even the man that you like, you know. And I I wanna say again about men, um, women set the tone for everything. Like I think it was like Red Pill talked about how the men get the card. Everything that a man is trying to do is because he's trying to get a woman's attention. So as soon as she's aware, anything, anything, the money he's trying to make, whatever, unless he's after men, he's doing it for women. So as soon as women are um, focused on making sure that, like you say, she stays in her lane, she's going to be a lady, she's going to show up in a certain way, a lot of respect for herself, we will then teach men a little bit better and that goes into like you know like a lot of men are raised by single women so when that happens what kind of messages are the women teaching their sons about women so this is this this is another issue that we're dealing with that we don't really want to talk about like you said misty about you know how we get a little touchy if 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 the 25 year old or the 35 year old these are like demographics and they were, and they were raised by single women. That means there was no other influence, but that, that mother, then why do you think all of them kind of act a certain way? If you look to your friends, how, what are they, what are they saying to their, what are they saying to their, their sons? What are they, what are they doing with them? What are they doing in front of them? How do they talk to them? And, that is going to reverberate when he grows up and his sense of what a woman is. So uh, we have so much work to do that in, it doesn't matter if we're creative, if we're writing, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We, it, it starts with us. It was a woman called um, LL Monday. She, she did a 
she did a response to LL Cool J's I Need Love. Oh. It was beautiful. Yeah, check that out. Check that out. It was really beautiful. And what it, it was, it was a it was a rap. And she sang the she sang the the chorus. And it was kind of cheesy. You know what I mean? It has a, it had a, a, a strong cheese type of vibe. It was very, it was very, very much a, yeah, yeah, balancing it out. Like right. It was be- and and that happened a lot. Remember when let's go back to um the first song I ever heard was um the showstopper that was salt and pepper. I think that was like 85, 86. That was, that was the first one that I, I remember hearing. And I remember thinking like, what is that? I had never heard that before. I don't remember any cussing in the showstopper. And it was a, it was a, so I heard showstopper before I heard the show. And then um, I know, I remembered if you remember back in, at uh, Roxanne's interview, she said like, I went and did this again, Marley Ma, the man brought her in Marley Ma brought her. He lived across the street. He brought her and told her to do whatever then the next day there was a response and somebody called her that's how it was like every day there was something different going on in the music like you would hear something today and then somebody else would have something to say tomorrow it was very interesting a big issue with the industry portion of things is that we don't own that industry the people who created hip-hop don't own hip-hop say tomorrow is very interesting a big issue with the industry portion of things is that we don't own that industry the people who created hip-hop don't own hip-hop anymore they just made they made eminem he got an academy award and he made him he had an album called rap god i do believe on some level that shit i'm not saying eminem is very special and he has he's a he's a wonderful lyricist i'm not taking nothing from him but when it's yours you have to own it so that's another thing where we're, we're kind of getting black faced <laughs> in hip hop because the people who were giving you hip hop is not really the people who created hip hop. So that's another thing. That's why everything looks the same. I just wanted to mention that. That goes into kind of access too, because again, like white males go into households where black women and black males cannot. Mm-hmm. So since mm-hmm. you get your music into different different areas, basically get more exposure. You can get more cosigns, but it kind of mm-hmm. think of like one thing that's important in terms of just the business and growing female artists. Like, who's buying the record? Mm-hmm. And for the white most America. part, it's white America. So of course, a white mm-hmm. is gonna have that's true accolades. But why aren't people consuming female rap? Like, what is it? Because I'm not to diss anybody. But I don't know any really dope female white rappers. <laughs> I know there's been a couple like throughout history or whatever. I've listened to Iggy Azalea's one song. But that doesn't matter. She was because she she was created. That's not from her soul. That's not from her, you know. But people are like find her music. Like what? Why consuming? She was promoted. She was promoted. You know, when you have a machine behind you, people are gonna know who you are. And I just saw, I just saw the uh, what's his what's his name six nine. I just saw his his interview. Yeah, and I was like, who even a lot? And, and and his and his video with the with the bloods in the background that looked like a set to me. Like I've been in, I've been in in you know L A my whole life, and and seeing a set is not brand new. And that looked like. They were propped up to make him better than what he is, and he had a certain arrogance that really shouldn't be allowed on some level. That's like he he shouldn't he shouldn't be a thing. 
that, that you know. <laughs> and I couldn't sit through it, but I'm glad. You- <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, though. I don't even think I made it to <laughs> Yeah, I was like, because you know what? I wanted to hear what he had to say, but I promise you, he had a certain arrogance that should have been well shut down. Even somebody like Charlemagne. Charlemagne is some form. Shout out to Charlemagne for all his good work, but he's some form of a sellout, also, because he doesn't get like he'll. he'll, he'll, he'll he gave he gave Monique a hard time, but didn't give six nine a hard time. You know, and I don't know that I'm 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 not all like super, not a super Monique fan or none of that. But I'm just saying that's why she had to come back and Leonard him yes. or Leonard him. When you have because behind you like on some real hip hop shit, Takashi six nine wouldn't have been on that show if he didn't. Have- right there you go. Just- there it is. Amazing. Lady. There it is. I'm sure that he probably had to pay to come on Breakfast Club. But you, you think so? I think so. She associated. Okay. So, so people pay to go on there? Yeah. I mean, you got people like Jocelyn Hernandez on there. Like, you know, it's not everybody that comes on Breakfast Club doesn't have anything substantial all the I time. Don't think okay. So it's hot. I thought it was just whoever people are talking about. They wanted to make sure that they spoke. That's that's interesting. I never even thought about that. Again, I think everything. I mean, it probably is some money behind that, yeah. though. When you think about it, labels and like managers setting things up. Well, what is this going to do? You could be trading appearances for yeah. appearances. Yeah. You know, it does. It probably it. it probably is. But that's a good point, though. Putting everything into perspective, like here's Takashi Six Nine. There's he's Mexican, right? I think yeah. a Mexican, a young Mexican rapper from New York with rainbow hair and rainbow teeth, those are his words, that gets to be himself and gets to literally go on the Breakfast Club that's nationally syndicated and say, I'm the best rapper out of New York and still sell out shows, even though are chasing him down, apparently. He's still selling out shows. Everyone's still uh, remixing uh, Gummo. Like, it's really a hot, quote-unquote, hot record in terms of consumers. But then you got somebody like Cupcake that's pretty much doing the same exact thing but can rap so much better than him, and she ain't getting no shine. Don't get me wrong, she getting a bag. I seen her. <laughs> <laughs> she getting a bag. She was just in London. She's really big on, like, a festival type thing. I mean, concert, whatever you want to call it. She booking shows though, and that's good. Like yeah, what? Yeah. What's going on in the industry or with people that? Really, it's like it's just like a glass ceiling in the industry. And considering the climate of today, because a lot of more, a lot more female rappers are getting clout, but that's something that needs to change though. You know, and you're the one to do it because what I'm thinking about now, there needs to be kind of a call to action to make sure that nobody is spending their money on lower level hip hop. Like if it's not the best, if the lyrics aren't right, if it's not the right person getting the right shine, then then you got to call out the fans. Now, you know, you got to let white America and white kids, you got to let them do what they're doing. But but for those of us who like are are standing next to it because this is our culture. Hip hop is a culture, it's a medicine, it's a it's a form of magic. It's it's all of those things. So there is a way, and I'm talking specifically about, uh, about fierce flows and the kind of work that you can do and the kind of, like, that needs to be brought up. That could be another conversation. That could be some some post um, on social media to kind of start a movement of, are we, because I think a lot of times we are, um, 
not a lot of times overall we're kind of distracted by life itself and we're not we're not demanding the best of anything i don't care if it's the food that we're eating or whatever we're we're not and remember food is not only what you put in your mouth it's also what you're listening to what you're looking at media period you have to say no you have to you have to invite people to turn off something that's not good if it's not good and it's not the best then we got to leave it alone. Well, we shouldn't be a part of that. I just learned her name is not Roxanne, but <laughs> like Shantae, aka Roxanne Shantae said, it's a one lunch, you know? Yeah. And just by promoting, we need to figure out, instead of just talking about the problem, because we as women, we need to fix shit. We need. Right, right. Nurture it. Nurture it. With the conversation. Let's plant that seed. And yeah. it's not gonna happen with our peers for the most part because sometimes we just set in our ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a conversation with them, but it might not change. But if we start with like this generation coming up and plant that seed, let our young children, our sisters, cousins, brothers that are younger than us consume the true lyric lyrical. Yes, <laughs> and grow up knowing that. I'm sorry, like, that little humble rap you're doing is cool, but shorty got bars. This is mm-hmm. real 16. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, a don't have a domino effect. Because if kids want to hear lyrics and bars, those marketing plans are going to change. And they're going to cater to those kids that want to hear bars and lyricism because those are the kids that are going to buy the music. But that's right. depends on if we kind of you know, mold band together exactly. and mold them. And I'm talking about our people, our culture, because, I mean, just to be honest, white people are going to buy what they think is black culture any damn way. Right. And it's always going to be watered down. It's always going to be, by the time by the time it gets to mainstream America, oh, and as a mainstream is something else I want to bring up. By the time it gets to mainstream America, it it's it's not, it doesn't have the same potency that it had when it was, when it was a little bit closer to the, to you know, closer to the chest or to the vest. Um, another thing, is is underground music had a mainstream too i realized that over the last week when i was thinking about different things i want to mention here so like roxanne shantae was a mainstream underground artist so our light was a mainstream underground artist and queen latifah the same thing and then they went ahead and, and moved up but there were so many other people there were so many other people that were just talent from underground Yes, yes. There, I mean, it, the 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 creativity was just uh, unsurpassed. And and like again, like she said, she got the phone call in the middle of the night. There was something happening every day, just like how we would tune into YouTube, and whoever you look look at on YouTube or whatever, whoever you like to look at, if it's makeup or whatever, they typically do stuff a couple times a week. Somebody who's really serious might do something once a day or whatever. That's how it was with the music. And, and whoever did something great today, somebody surpassed it tomorrow or in two or three days. So there's definitely a, um, a, a sense of quality that we've lost. And you mentioned the children. What you do with children is you just play the best music around them. You just keep playing the best music around them whenever you're around. You play it so that they can hear it and it's part of their uh, soundtrack as they grow up. One thing that I wanted to touch on just before we wrap up is confidence. Um, what we talked about earlier is kind of just women in a male-dominated industry. Like, you feel like, because you're sitting at a table with the boys, you got to do what the boys do. Right, right. Like, right. Talking to these young girls and, like, seeing their posts from from our page 
is that women don't necessarily all the time have that confidence to move forward. Mm. Once things get hard or you feel like it's not going to work out, and I've been there myself before, you just kind of be like, fuck this. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just go chill out and do what women do, and just kind of, you know, be low key, take care of my family, and I'm gonna be cool. Well, I feel like guys, they kind of a little bit more aggressive when it comes to accomplishing their green and dreams. Yeah, and they get cocky. They have less responsibilities. Granted. Like I said, it's just objective. Men are outward, so the way that they show, like you said, aggressive assertiveness, that's outward. Our, 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 um, we heal by meditation. We heal through singing. We heal through sleep. We heal through a good bath. We heal through um, hearing good music. We heal through the sister circle, and we don't have enough of those things. So actually, when you were saying that, it made me think of like a hotline. I know this stuff sounds cheesy, but like basic stuff works. So if you wanted to create something just like how you're doing now, but you open it up to the public and it be a space where women can just come and just like you say vent it create kind of a tribe well, around this is where we're gonna differ because i kind of feel like well bitch take a nap and go back into the studio tomorrow if you're feeling defeated because yeah that's 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 what they need they they need to hear that they need to hear somebody say because see what happens is women are emotional so once they feel bad today they just take it you know what forget everything nope because have, haven't you seen the memes on social media that say rest but don't quit right rest but don't quit so that message has to keep being said remember now you got single mothers raising girls and if the single mother is tired and she don't have time to pour into her daughter what do you think she's gonna what do you think the little girl is gonna come up with she she's got to hear that rest but don't quit yep take a bath take a nap you know go do your hair go polish your nails and get back in there yeah it's not over you know so just a space i don't know if it's a blog or it's a blog and maybe a weekly symposium where everybody comes together and just say this this is the tribe's time you know here's the number call if you if, if you know so you can get your get your fill for tonight you know some form of you know uh again it's nurturing it's nurturing and 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 i'm saying to for all of us as we age and we and we become the elders it we have to reach back you have to reach back and say i know that's hard I know raising a child by yourself is hard. I know wanting to be creative and distracted, got to go to work, whatever is hard. I know being broke is hard, et cetera. So that's part of that conversation. Yeah. guys for tuning in to fierce conversation episode one introductions are in order i'm alice whedon creator of fierce flows make sure you follow us on instagram facebook and twitter to keep up with the latest music from some of the dopest females around it's your girl no ig ava coming to you live real raw and uncut i am in charge of operations and communications hi this is lady t and i'm the event coordinator keeping you updated on the hottest events in your city 
This is Misha. I'm in charge of product management, keeping you fly and fresh in all the latest Fierce Flows gear and attire. What's up, everyone? This is Trey, and I'm in charge of brand management here at Fierce Flows. What's the thoughts on Roxanne Shantae so far, ladies? Are we liking it? Are we hating it? I like it so far because it shows what she went through and all the sh all the shit she struggled with just to get to where she was going like with all the stuff that was going on with her mom mm -hmm. like that alone could have knocked her off her square and she was she could have been like you know what fuck it i'm out i quit but i think that situation motivated her to go hard every time she yeah. had to get up i think one thing that stood out for me is the guy, um, a, a guy was trying to battle rap with Shantae. He's like, man, you ugly anyway. Right. And I got to thinking about how so, it's so many ugly niggas that's rapping, but they get yeah. so much pull. I think the but, overall thing is massaging. Yeah, and double standards. Yeah. Like, all the things that she had to go through, like, she was hot. She had the, the talent to spit it off the dome. People can't do that now. Mm -hmm. But the only thing he could say about it was, She's ugly. Like Nobody wants y'all. Yeah, yeah. You like, know, she ugly, but you want to battle her because you right, know she dope, right? Right. right. You but, know she, she, but she ugly. For real. You want the you want the clout off of what you would get for going up against her. Mm -hmm. One thing I noticed when I um, when they was going through basically as the movie progressed was how her money changed. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. she started out with fifty dollars, and then uh, Renika, her friend, was like, "Uh, uh we doing a hundred or better." Mm -hmm. And then it went to two fifty. Mm -hmm. Five hundred. Yeah, when she was boosting, buddy, was talking about five hundred. Like that money progression. I think that was put one fifty dollars back then. It was something. It was big. She had fifty dollars a day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, she getting paid for doing, you know, what obviously she enjoyed doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know that's big for a girl, but even so, like, I don't know. With women, like, once a nigga come, come around, you know, we need love. You gotta yeah. start. But uh, back to the money thing. Before she had a guy in the picture, a handler, quote unquote, she was keeping all her money. Mm -hmm. That's true. Guys come around, you gotta pay this. You gotta mm -hmm. pay that. We gotta pay for the limo. Like, But did you people know how mama, like, in the first scene, her mama was like, um... You no, win. get that fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, better win that fifty dollars. Yeah. You know, like, it was important. Like, as long as you making money, like, people ain't really caring where it's come from because most mothers be like oh my daughter not gonna rap you're not gonna mm. do that but you also get to see how respectable kind of you know hip-hop was for her mom to even be letting her do it yeah so, yeah i think it was a struggle once she really got popping with her sexuality she went from you know they went from trying to protect her don't let nobody touch her mm -hmm. to you know if you got to play with them a little bit and tell them you know let them think they can be your man let mm -hmm. them say you know roxanne i want to be your man you know what I mean? She touched on that in the interview a little bit too. Like she had to, they told her, like dude was telling her, like you need to play into it. You know, it's their fantasy. Mm -hmm. But I think we kind of get caught up in that for women. But mm -hmm. men get told the same thing. How many dudes is married that you ain't know was married until they want to pop them off? Yeah, yeah. You know, like people yeah. is obsessed with that, that the image. Yeah, you know, like I'm not gonna bang your music if I can't. Yeah, if I don't, have, if I can't think in my head, I can get you. you exactly. Know, if I can't smash, just being. Real, life. <laughs> real like if I can't smash you what I'm gonna buy your music right. for and that's male or female really you know mm -hmm. how many ugly not ugly but fine rappers that can't rap is on right now because women love them I was thinking too like how I don't know how quote unquote girly she was rapping my name is Roxanne and mm -hmm. I'm the best and I love it. 
like, but then you got now. Hey, yo, I'm a bitch and I'm a fucking nigga in the alley. That's true. Like, subject like matters. Yeah. 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 Like, what story is she telling? Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's telling her story and she's being an MC. And mm-hmm. that goes back to, like, how we was talking about what you being labeled, what you being called. You know, like, how are you presenting yourself? Every rapper is not an MC. Roxanne Shantae was a fucking MC. An MC beast For real. Queen. Like, she was spitting them bars. Like, who, well, I guess, who was your favorite character so far that you saw on them? I like her best friend. Uh, Ramika. But I didn't, what I didn't like is the fact that she couldn't continue to, you know, go, you know, be a hype person as she was in the beginning. It's like once she, you know, started getting established, then it was like she was left behind. That made me wonder, like, just watching the movie, like, but whose fault was that? Was that Roxanne's fault or was that Ronika's fault? Because it seemed like Ronika peep game. Right, and you got to remember, they were also children. They were minors. Yeah. yeah. So that mm-hmm. probably had a big... That probably played a big part in it, them being underage. What they been growing apart and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Her not being able to go on the road. I'm sure her yeah. parents probably yeah. weren't with okay. it. You know, that's true. Because she was 14 going on the road, grown ass men. Right. Well, you got to think about that too. Like back to that point, like she's 14 years old, and you got to think about them teaching her to embrace her sexuality. Right. Mm-hmm. At 14 years old in the music industry, it's like that's some. It's sick. Mm-hmm. Like she's the girl's talented. Why does she gotta create a fantasy for you? Right. You know sure. what I mean? Because that's that man, that man thought. Grown ass. Mm-hmm. That's that predator mentality. Mm-hmm. To catch a predator. Right. They only see men tend to only if you're not their daughter or their child or you some type of family member. Yeah, you somebody that they can smash. Yeah. But I kind of like just people in the energy that I saw when you know they was parting ways. Roxanne, she changed a little bit though, low key. Especially the way she interacted with her fans. Like she Mm -hmm. went from like taking that note from old dude Mm -hmm. when she was just doing shows. So oh she finna go on tour, like, you know, dude, like who finna get my bags or whatever? Like, what did you own? When Buddy Mm -hmm. came when Nazir, I wanna point that out, Nazir, who I'm assuming is not was Nas. When Nas came, like, let me spit for you. She like, you know, shorty, like, you know, gone. But she did drop a gem, though. Like, if you would already been spitting, if you was really about that shit. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, like, her energy changed. And when you, women, we pick her up friend, off that. She felt that. Yeah. She, she felt, felt that shit. Like, you, you ain't see cool it in her face. Yeah. And she probably didn't even want to be in that environment. She already True. knew it was probably some bullshit. So. But that's the thing. Like, even when uh, Roxanne was talking about it in her interview or whatever, like, they don't want those certain people around you because they pee gang. And I think Renika picked peep game not only that but she was a hype man she went from yeah, the side of the shoulder saying like yeah bitch go ahead do you to right yeah. now roxanne got her own little cocky is in her mm-hmm. arrogance or whatever she don't need her no more exactly